welcome to Fed Square's Anything But Square podcast. I am Kate Mulqueen and today I'm speaking with Tristana Fitzgerald, an open canvas artist. Open Canvas is a social enterprise that works to empower artists who've been disadvantaged in some way. This includes artists who've been affected by homelessness, disability, mental illness, or other forms of adversity. Now, FedSquare is launching an exhibition in April this year as part of a collaboration with Open Canvas to showcase artwork from a range of Open Canvas artists, including Tristana Fitzgerald. Before I get chatting with Tristana, a quick intro. Tristana is a Melbourne-based artist who has completed a degree in printmaking at Monash University. Tristana's artistic influences include celebrated Australian artist Deborah Klein, who she sees as a mentor, Austrian artist and architect Friedrich Schreik Hundenwasser, hopefully I said that right, Australian printmaker David Fraser, amongst others. Welcome, Tristana. I'm really pleased to be here. I'm here in your house. Thank you for inviting me along, surrounded by your artwork. How are you going? I'm, I'm actually feeling quite excited about this and um, thank you for coming here today. So this is a new experience for me and um, I'm really looking forward to just letting you know and everybody else know about a little bit more about myself and my art. So Tristana, tell us a little bit about your own artistic practice, how you came to develop that art practice. So as a little girl, I was very interested in art. From school, my first experience and introduction to printmaking was in year 10. And then from there, I um, wanted to do further study in printmaking. So I got into Box Hill TAFE to do an Associate Diploma of Visual Arts. And then from there, I wanted to do further study from there. And I then got into the University of Tasmania in Launceston. And um, the course there was a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Print Media. So that was a lot to do with digital art as well as photography. But I really wanted to get back into printmaking because I really love the medium and it you're able to explore so much to do with printmaking. So I the first year I did apply to do a Bachelor of Fine Arts at Monash University, but I was told that my strengths in drawing weren't as strong as maybe my strengths in photography at the time. So then I went back and I did a couple of art classes and I um, also did life drawing classes to build up my strength in drawing. And then the following year, I did re- I did get accepted into Monash and I was really excited about that. And um, yeah, so that degree was a Bachelor of Fine Arts in printmaking and then my elective was tapestry. So From that degree, I completed that degree in 1999 and um, from there I I also wanted to do a degree in my degree in honours but I decided, hmm, yeah, no, I think I might actually do something a bit different. So from there I became a member at the Australian Print Workshop in Fitzroy and um, that was when my first time of meeting one of my my mentors and that's Deborah Klein. Oh, wow. Who is a prophylic Australian printmaker and um, I had the opportunity to work really closely with her and learn things from her and just be involved in the whole printmaking 
community. And so I was a member there for a couple of years and then had a bit of a break because I just finished uni and um, it, printmaking is a hard medium <laughs> to work with at times. Frustrating? And it's, oh, not, not so much frustrating. It's just, um, it's very technical and it just takes a lot of your time. And I think I just really wanted to, I wanted to get back into work and, you know, sort of um, have a bit of an income. And I think from my income, I was able to save up and I bought my own printmaking press. Oh my. Which wow. I had for a very, very long time, but only just recently did end up selling it because it was being stored in my brother's garage and <laughs> I really didn't really have the space to access it so um yeah so that's wow. that's no longer part of my life but um You've yeah had quite a lot of experiences there a lot of study so you talked about Deborah Klein as a strong influence what is it about Deborah's work that um you uh, are drawn to so in my series of works I look at the human form Mm -hmm. and she also works with the human form but she also adds a lot of texture to her work she works mainly with a lot of lace and she also adds um, nature to her prints as well and she also works with black and white but she's also got an interest in film noir and film noir is women's film um, in particular and I've always had an interest in film noir as well so since Starting back at Box Hill, I was able to pick up an elective photography. So then I was able to combine the photography with the interest of Deborah Klein's artistic style as well. She's very interested in women's art of today. She's written a lot of books. Um, Just recently, she wrote a book called Cat's Cradle. So it's just a, a... a mixture of different drawings and prints and she's also added silhouettes to her artwork and it's in the Constantina book and I'm really interested in maybe getting back into sort of putting my prints into a book as well because it's a different way of um, displaying your work in a 3D form compared to maybe a 2D form where you might just have it in a frame. I guess that was a pretty uh, significant time in your life learning from Deborah, like you say, developing a connection with the community. You also mentioned some other influences on your artistic style. Our friend Friedrich Schreik Hundertwasser, who um, is, a, as you said, an Austrian artist and architect, and the Australian printmaker David Fraser. Can you tell me a little bit about those artists and what attracts you to their style as well and how it kind of comes into your work or those influences show in your work? First of all, I went to Europe back in 2011 and I was really interested in checking out all my favourite artists that I have studied over the years and I was able to go to Vienna, which is just a magical place and that's where... Uh, excuse my expression, Frieden Reich. Frieden Schreik. I Frieden actually don't know if that's how you pronounce <laughs> it, but that's how I'm uh, reading it. Ho- Frieden Schreik. Hunnewasser is yeah. a um, Austrian-born artist, and his work is just phenomenal. Just the the use of color and the use of themes that he has through his works. He also takes photographs of his work. Uh, his architecture is 
just blows me away. Just the different shapes and patterns and distorted lines that he uses. And that really has been a major um, influence throughout my whole practice of art as well as an artist and a printmaker. So then you've got David Fraser, who I really do look up to. He was my technician at Monash University for the duration of my bachelor degree and I have learnt so much through him. He works tirelessly on his woodcuts and the the time that he puts into his art is very similar to the time that I put into my art. He uses very fine line and also different tools that have different grooves give you like just gives you different ways of just making your work come alive and he's just a lovely guy to talk to. He has a beautiful studio in Castlemaine and I did speak to him prior to doing this podcast today and I just asked whether you know it was okay that he could be part of this podcast and support me. So that's been a real good thing for me as well and I love what he talks about. He talks about like his work explores the themes of truth, despair and the emotional and fragile state of the human condition and that's what I also do with my work as well. So it has it really sometimes it can be quite personal and then others other other work can be inspiring by the public. And I just love how he uses his imagination in his works. And he also works quite big, but then he also works very small. And that's what I do as well. And he has um, won a lot of awards and he's had a lot of exhibitions overseas. And I'm, I'm really happy that he's part of my life. I'm also very happy that Deborah Klein is also part of my life as well. And um, I just continue to discover new things for printmaking and also sort of work more on my works and, and just sort of really bring my works to life and that's what these lovely artists do as well they they really do bring their works to life and like if you weren't doing if I wasn't doing printmaking then I probably would be doing something else but for me I really enjoy printmaking because it lets me just sort of explore who I am as an artist and it also just lets me create just unique pieces of art and that's where it's going. I had a look at the artists that you'd mentioned because I'm no art expert, but I did have a look at um, David Fraser's work and Deborah Klein's work and our friend Friedrich Schreck, Huntedwasser. Um, and you're, you're right, the architecture is incredible, the Austrian artist. What struck me was the blocks, you mm. know, like it looks like there's kind of cube blocks on top of blocks. And, and, all and brightly things are sort of like sort of you got little bit of loops and yeah. there's lots of ha- lots of things happening and it really draw it actually really draws the eye in and then when you go inside his buildings whoa well that's another thing i mean it's wow. just 
it really is magical and it's just I'm so lucky to be able to have interest in these artists and also just have influences because I think influences are really important with your art anyway and it's it doesn't always mean that you might copy their style but you might take ideas from their work so for example in the works that we're going to be talking about a bit later they too are also very similar to the works that David or Hundavasa or Deborah Klein do so they'll be really interesting to talk about that further in this yeah. talk that we're having at the moment for sure so now I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about open canvas I guess um so open canvas supports artists who have been disadvantaged in some way I just want to talk to you about personal challenges that you may have had or what role open canvas has played in supporting you as an artist um through those challenges with open canvas I think a few a couple of years back I might have been introduced to open canvas by an art therapist or an art teacher I'm not really sure how it all started but Dan Rath he's the co-founder of open canvas and I really think it's a it's just a great initiative to have someone like that who does support people with mental health or with disability mental illness um, and just give someone a bit of a platform to sort of start just even it's just a few bits of art and talk about your art and so I remember when we when we caught up he actually came to my house and we just talked about my art and talked about everything about art and we just went through the folio and then he just chose a couple of pieces that would maybe look great on the website which is was also like really exciting because I've never had a website before so someone for someone to do the website for you is a bit of a bonus and with my personal challenges just in the last couple of years or over the years it's been a way to cope and and express myself as an artist I think if I didn't have my art I think I would be a bit lost I really like just getting into a creative zone and um, it's really nice when my pussycat joins me on the dining table. (laughs) (laughs) What's your pussycat's name? And her name is Misha and she just loves, she sort of just plonks herself on the table and sometimes just sort of, oh, Oh, great. She's doing her art again. But anyway, so she's kind of been like a source of inspiration and um, I was really lucky to be able to have her during COVID. So that's been a real help to have a pet here as well. So you don't feel so lonely and I think it just makes it harder to sort of express what you are trying to achieve or what you would like to put on paper. During COVID, I felt really isolated. I couldn't connect to most of my creative outlets and so I um, decided to join a couple of art zoom classes um, how was that oh my god that was just like <laughs> oh gee there's actually people out there you know this um, <laughs> on the pe- other side on the other side and so I joined a couple of um, art zoom classes and um, I'm actually still members with those particular art classes which has been really great so yeah so no access to the studio and no access to the presses I did try to do hand pressing at home but it's not the same it's very messy it takes a long Mm. time to clean things up (laughs) and I'm I like being around people so um 
Yes, it was a difficult time for me to express how I was feeling and took my motivation away from me. I do have lived experiences of mental health issues. I mean, challenges. I mean, I have lots of challenges every day. Like I have, I sometimes have bouts of anxiety and I do get a little bit down in the dumps. And so I think the way that my art helps me to lift my spirit is that it actually does calms down a busy mind. I suppose my mind is always very active and whilst I have my art, it's like a switch. You just turn the switch off and it just sort of unwinds me and relaxes me. It's very calming. It inspires me. I'm able to make new friends. I, I, am, I am a member of quite a few clubs now. And I, I think from those clubs, it, it brings the art community together. So it brings me together with other artists and I'm able to connect with other artists, talk to them about their challenges and their personal challenges and how it's been for them during this whole COVID period. So there's been ups and downs of being happy and not being so happy and your moods moods change as well. But um, I just wanted to say that art helps me by viewing the world through somebody else's eyes. Wow, that's beautiful. That's a really yeah powerful Thank you. response. Um, yeah, I can see how it would have been very challenging not being able to have your printmaking in COVID times and not connect with people. And I guess the other side, as you mentioned, with uh, with Dan and Open Canvas, they've provided you know a website, so you don't have to worry about that kind mm. of admin stuff, yep. which can just be a pain, I guess. You yeah. know, so that's yeah, that's cool. It's I'm glad you know it's a, a beautiful thing to have that it's, um, it's, outlet. Yeah, I think it's really important to have um, Open Canvas and Art with Wendy, Lino Club, the Fire Station, the Australian Print Workshop. You're busy. It's yeah. I, I look. I don't even know. I don't even know how I kind of catch up, but I do. Like I have to because I think they're also. You could be doing this all the time, Kate, but you really do need time to yourself as well. And I find that I think. Just in the last couple of years too, I've had so many art exhibitions. I just think, God, where do I find the time for that? <laughs> but you, it's like anything, you know, some people work part-time, some people work full-time, some people um, have art as their, you know, you, be, you can become an artist full-time, part-time, casual. But for me, art is just, it's my world and I... Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the future. That's great. So tell us a little bit about, we've got this exhibition coming up at Fed Square um, and a couple of your artworks are going to be exhibited as part of that. Can you tell us a, a bit about those uh, those two artworks? So um, the two artworks that are going to be exhibited at Fed Square, they actually have a little story attached to them. Back in 2013, I decided to do something totally different and I thought I would put my artwork on Redbubble so I don't know have you heard of Redbubble yes so Redbubble is a international website but there is one now here in Australia and I thought I would just you know play around with the website and I don't know. Let's let's see what we can get out of it, really. Do you want to explain what Redbubble yep. is in case so people don't know? So Redbubble is 
another platform like Society6. It's actually a for a platform for artists to be able to um, put their artwork onto a website where there's no admission fee. So it is pretty much a free platform for artists to be able to um, show their artwork but also create an artwork where you can put an artwork on a on a T-shirt or wallpaper. So it's or bed it's, clothes or, 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 or like linen. You know, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> like it's a really good. I mean, it's a really good platform. If even if you're just starting out as an emerging artist mm. and you don't really know where to go or where to start, so I think Redbubble is a supportive organization for artists that are just starting out and maybe want to see their drawings on a I don't know cushion a cushion or um a pillowcase it's fun and I've I've done it a couple of I've kind of bought a couple of things through that website and so it it was from there I created 12 original drawings from life drawing classes that I had attend that I've attended and also been a member of the Hawthorne Art Society and I decided for myself that I would make a calendar and I made lots of calendars so you know my family's have got my family got a calendar I've got a calendar I've still got the calendar and so with those particular images two of those images from that collection of the calendar are going to be in this exhibition at Fed Square. Oh, that's exciting. So people can have them as the original artworks or as a calendar if they jump oh, on Redbubble. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> a couple exactly. of options. Yes, a couple of options. So um, the, first, the first artwork is called Waiting for Him and, again, you'll see when you look at the my influences that I love colour. Like I just love mixing colour and working with colour and placing colour together and making it look pretty awesome. So the first artwork captures a close encounter between two lovers. So you've got the female model sort of sitting down, waiting in a room on some cushions and she has a curtain behind her. So we don't know, we don't know what's, like it's a bit of a mystery, we don't really know what's happening behind the curtain. But this piece uses colour to evoke emotions. So what that means is she's actually waiting for her boyfriend to come to the disco floor. So that's what she's just doing. She's kind of like waiting in the wings until he rocks up and then they can, you know. Passion, passion. Passion, passion. <laughs> get onto the dance floor and have a good night. And then the second artwork is the abyss. And the abyss can mean many things. Mm. But with this particular piece, this is a personal piece of mine. It's also, um, I think, again, stuff was going on in my life at the time and what I what – I, tend to do is that I relate a lot of my art on my personal experiences through life. So the abyss is also um, a female model and she's in a lonely environment but it doesn't always have to mean loneliness because again it's colour. 
So colour, again, is, is another form of emotion. But this particular artwork is channeling um, the confidence to escape the depths of depression and to discover what's on the other side of the curtain. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Oh, well, I mean, this is pretty exciting. So people can yes. come and see these works at Fed Square in April when the exhibition opens. Um, so, yeah, come down to Fed Square. It'll be it'll be great. So, um, uh, Tristana, I wanted to ask you, what would you like people to know about you and your art? So I, I just firstly would like to say that um, I would like to be celebrated for my artistic capabilities as an artist and not judged for being a person with a disability because I think people with any kind of mental health are judged too easily and you don't really see the surface, like you don't see what's underneath that particular person. So as an artist myself... I just want people to not judge and I just want people to sort of just enjoy what they see and be able to come up to me and just say, oh, wow, you know, oh, you're, you're having art here, at, art at Fed Square and just like to know a little bit more about what you do and what your art, where your art's going and, and why you chose these, the, why you chose these two particular pieces. So anybody can do art and it doesn't matter <laughs> whether you have a disability. Sometimes having a disability really does help when you're when you're an artist, anyway, because um, you do probably. Well, look, I'll be honest. You probably get a lot more support, and but I think also, I'm like any other person. I mean, I don't. I mean, I do have a disability, but I really do enjoy my work, and I just want people to really enjoy it as well, and really be inspired by what they see, and and um, just let you know that. Most of the works that will be on display at Fed Square are also for sale and that's a real support as well, like for the public to support people with disabilities that are in the art world. And, you know, you can have that particular art on your wall and you can – the stories are never-ending. Like, they just keep going. I I sort of feel that, you know, you talk about having a disability but – you know, we're all coming from different experiences in life and surely in art that is a valuable thing. Mm. So, you know, being able to channel that, as you say, into your work, that's a unique proposition for a viewer, for an art appreciator to come to your work knowing Mm. that, you know, you are a unique individual that has, despite challenges, created this beautiful work. You know, in in my view, it's, it's kind of raises it, it up not brings uh, it yeah, down I think, I think it does raise up because really you're an individual and when you do have like I can tell you with with open canvas I have had so many opportunities with open canvas and then when I did say to you there was a bit of a break I wanted to sort of branch out and see what other artistic avenues were available for me but um, Open Canvas is a, is a great platform for um, anybody that has a lived experience with mental health. Um, and I think it's really important that there's more organisations like that for people. I mean, even people that um, – I see people that are homeless around where I live and I, I see them sketching away and I always I always feel like, you know, it'd be nice to sort of 
I don't know, to sort of have a bit of compassion for these people and to, to sort of let them know, do you know about open cameras or do you know about this? And, and just sort of, I don't know, I've, I just, I'm just a very compassionate person. I really care about other people. But with Open Canvas in particular, there was a, a um, particular exhibition that I really want to talk about and I'm really excited about. Yeah. That sort of um, started my platform for me as an, as an emerging artist. I was part of a charity organisation that was held at Melbourne Town Hall back in 2017. They had the CEO of football doing a couple of speeches and then they had a special guest who was the Irish comedian, Jamoan. And um, I just, you know, there was a lot of artwork. I actually couldn't go to the opening because I was currently working at the time. But um, there were other organisations besides Open Canvas, which was really good too. And the particular project that they were supporting was Project Dawn, which is a non-for-profit organisation to help people with homelessness. So there were like over 40 artists um, exhibiting that day and all the money was pretty much going to Project Dawn, which is just an amazing, amazing... Initiative? Thank you, initiative. (laughs) Thank you. So I happened to get a call. I was on my way home from work and I got a call from Dan Rath and he says, I have got the best news for you. And I'm going, okay, okay, tell me, tell me. He's like, and I'm on the tram and I've got my headphones in. So I was listening to my music at the time and then I got this call from Dan. I think, oh, okay, what's going on here? He told me, you'll never guess who bought your artwork. And he apparently he paid a little bit extra than what I already had on top of my artwork at the time. Yeah, Jim Owen bought my artwork. I oh thought, oh my. my God, that is so exciting. <laughs> I was really excited on the tram. I think I was a bit loud on the tram like I am now <laughs> with excitement. But I think that was like an amazing feeling actually. And yeah. um, Jamo- I, your, Jamon's got your work in his yeah, bathroom Jamo- or his bedroom or his hallway or something. Like, it's so funny because now he's like doing ads ads on TV for for like a, a printing cartridge thing. I just think every time I see Jamoan or I read about Jamoan or or I, I uh, find the little photo on my Instagram post, I kind of go, oh, my God, that's just like, oh, my God, like who do I tell next? Who do I tell next? <laughs> so was, I, I was really excited by that. And then um, he really loved my my nudes and they were my, my sort of earlier – drawings uh, I can say and they were like a series of drawings from life drawing classes that I was going to like uh, anywhere that's got life drawing classes I'm there and then the particular work was a black and white lino print of a female nude who is pretty much she's in a think in a thinking position and the line work is quite detailed because that's what I'm known for. I do a lot of detail in my work. Like I do have examples here today yeah, to tell, to show Kate and just – so it's called contemplation and what that means is that at the time that I was drawing that particular image, I was just thinking about how that particular model – how her, how her day was going and, um, what you know, what was she thinking or what was she experiencing on the night when we were basically drawing the model. And then I just decided to make it into a print and he bought the print and he was really happy with the print. So that's um, 
Yeah. It's great. Great That's awesome. story. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Thank you very maybe, much. Maybe another celebrity will buy your next work at <laughs> yeah, Open maybe, Canvas Exhibition maybe. at Fed Square. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so tell us um, what you've got coming up. I know you've got an exhibition showing at the moment on Heron Island. Yeah, tell us a bit about that or what else you've got coming up. So just currently now I did the A4 Australian Art Exhibition, which is through the Contemporary Art Society. And you can also become a member of the Contemporary Art Society as well. The artwork, it has to be A4 and they give you, they're very strict about their um, admission entries as well. So my particular work is on a beautiful island that I knew nothing about and it's called Herring Island. It's also a beautiful sculpture park. It's also got barbecue and picnic facilities as well. So the particular artwork I based on was during COVID when I adopted my beautiful pussycat, Misha, through a family member. And um, I just based it on her little exploration trips in the backyard and look she doesn't climb trees but she is up in the tree in the picture and then I drew a tree with a face because I don't just draw trees (laughs) I had things personality I I, I have a bit of imagination so the the tree has red lips (laughs) and it has a face and it has an eyes and nose and then it's got beautiful branches that are sort of like the arms of the tree and then underneath I've got um, pieces that I've used um, collage pieces that I've used from old interior designer wallpaper fabric books that we get donated to my art class in Q which is pretty special so that's currently on um, display until the 5th of April and then coming up is um, a couple of other exhibitions that I'm probably going to put work in I am currently a member at the fire station print studio in Armadale and um, I've been an on and off member there for a long time and I've done some really awesome workshops with some very well I could probably say famous printmakers now so um so that's been fun and I also also a member of the Lino Club which is the first Saturday of each month so I truly I I don't like it. I don't like to miss out. I know a lot of people don't like to miss out. And um, FOMO. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly FOMO. And that's um, also fun. Like, you know, you meet awesome printmakers and you get to know them and you get to hang out with them and you get to learn things from them. And, and then also I um, am a member at an art class in Kew, which I um, attend actually tomorrow on a Friday, which is awesome you know there's a couple of people in there that have become quite good friends as well and um towards the end of the year i'm having an art show with a friend of mine in hawthorne on september the 7th so keep an eye out for that as well the title of the exhibition again is looking like with this with this chat that we're having today is also about um diversity and people with disability and it's called under the shadow of happiness so look out for that and where, one where's that one going to be um it's actually going to be at the hawthorne town hall gallery in the community 
walled space, just just a, a little gallery space just off the main gallery. And we've got the whole space to work with. So people can I'm, check out the website oh, for that yes, details they can. on that one. Yep, yep. You can. Yep. Yeah. And work will be on sale there as well. Great. Yeah, just keep on getting out there. Yeah, lots of activity, Tristana. Um, well, it's been so lovely to talk to you today and um, hear all about your um, your art and your influence and, you know, your personal story. And I hope people can come down to Fed Square, the atrium in April to see your work. Check out Tristana's work and come and support um, Open Canvas. Thank you, Tristana. Thank you, Kate.